from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. Thank you for joining us, America. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose and also host of the Ken Coleman Show here on the Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today. We are answering your questions. Todd is in Los Angeles. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Hi. What's up? Um, well, I was, I, I'm calling because uh, I'm a special education teacher um, at a local high school, and I'm interested in increasing my, my income. And I'm kind of on the fence as far as what's the best strategy to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, do you have a plan as to where you would go from that special education uh, position? What's that ladder look like, or what are you considering? Well, there's a couple things I'm bouncing around in my head. One of them is uh, trying to take on a second job in the evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could increase my income that way. It would be like kind of an immediate fix, but... At the same time, uh, I need to sleep, and I need, you know, I, I think I'd be really exhausted if I did that. Sure. Um, um, and I think that would probably, I could probably earn approximately $50,000 or more a year. Okay. Um, the other option is something I've been thinking about, is, and that would be going back to school to get, like, my Ph.D. in psychology or something like that. Um and the motivation with that is I've, I've got experience working with, um, you know, students with autism and learning disabilities. So I'm already kind of dealing with that neurocognitive type stuff. And sure. I think um, if I were to go back and get a, a degree in psychology, I think I would have more opportunities to earn significantly more. Okay, but, so that's the exercise. So you're already down that path. You just have to confirm this. If you get a PhD in psychology, what does yeah. that now qualify you for as it relates to stepping up the ladder and an extension of what you're already doing? You have to know that. It's not something where we pros- we prospect on that. That's a lot of time and money for you yeah. to go get a PhD. Even if you got the cash for it, we want you to go into debt. And so you got to know that you know. There's a simple construct that I I will give to you that I give to everybody who's considering school. Is it the Uh only way to go where you want to go? And you're not really clear yet, and you need to get a little bit clearer on here are some options for me. Option A, B, or C. When you finish this degree, what are you going to be doing for your day job every day that makes you a living, and what does it pay, and does it require the degree? That's the exercise. Hmm. Right now, you've kind of got this... Well, if I had a degree, I'd probably be worth more money. Not really. That's yeah. Probably not, because you'll be know. one of those aimless people with degrees out there wandering in the traffic again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because here's the deal. Right. Here's the good news. You may not need a higher ed degree to make more money. You, you, you know, you've got to play this out. And, and it's that simple. Is it the but only if you way? Wanna, the if you want to be a licensed psychologist, you're going to have, have to have at least have a master's yeah. in psychology in every state now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that is, that's, that's permission to play there. That's table stakes. So, uh, you know, so you need to identify exactly when this is over, what you will be doing for a living. If you want to get a PhD and go back and teach in college, fine. If you want to do research, fine. If you want to be uh, doing therapy on a daily basis, fine. Then what degree is required for 
the knowledge base and for licensing that sets you up to win. Yeah, you don't you don't pick a a, a, a mode of transportation and then decide where you want to go. You decide where you want to go. Multiple options. Now, what's the best way to get there? So you're on the right track, but you've got the order flipped, and it's that simple. Then we decide, oh, okay, great. What can I make here? Will I enjoy the work? Check, yes. What does it take to get qualified to do it? Now Now I put the plan together to climb the mountain. So, And I would say this. In the short term, I would choose between exhaustion and making the same amount of money. I also think there's another narrative there that I want to challenge you on, Todd. To make more money, you don't have to choose exhaustion. You know, and I understand you can work some extra hours, but you don't have to choose exhaustion. You can go, all right, I'm not going to work myself into oblivion and be burned out physically, mentally, and emotionally, but I'm going to work some hours more to bring in some more income. I choose that as you're making the decision. Yeah. And, and, and again, that may be how you fund school. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, th- that's a possibility. So then it, then it becomes, you got a reason to mm-hmm. take the extra hours. Just generally speaking, I want to work on a part-time job so I have more money. Yeah. Not, not unless you have something to do with the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, very goal-oriented, very intentional in every step and in the direction that you're going. Katie is in Cincinnati. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, guys. How are you? Great. What's up? Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you. We've paid off $60,000 in debt in the Woo-hoo! last few years. I'm super excited about that. Great. Thank you very much. And my question is, um, so basically I am a photographer by trade. I work full time for a big corporate company and I'm, I've been here for four years and just recently got back from maternity leave and, um, had been working towards getting a promotion at this job. But then when I got back, they had hired, um, someone else to basically take on the lead position here. So I'm kind of in this spot where I feel like I'm not progressing in this career or in this company, basically. And I'm trying, I'm starting to kind of toss around the idea of possibly going out and branching out on my own and freelance. But I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to ask is I'm kind of nervous to do it in a way, but also because we're paying off debt, I don't want to like hinder any of that. So I'm just trying to figure out a way, like, is this the right move? Should I do that? Or should I just like kind of like grin and bear it for the next foreseeable future? Well, I think that's a conversation that you as a family unit have got to make, uh, have a conversation on that. I I would lean towards sticking it out where you are so that when you go into full-time photography to work for yourself, you do not have this massive pressure. And and you put all this pressure on yourself when you go, okay, I'm going to go work for myself and we've got this debt snowball we're still working through. And I don't think that's going to allow you to be A, as creative as you need to be. And I think it's going to allow, it's going to put a lot of pressure on you and you don't need that. What I would do is stay where you are and I would start doing okay. some photography on the side to increase the rate of which we're paying off the debt. Yeah, start start as a side hustle. I, and now that sets you up to make the to make the transition once you guys have paid off the debt and got the emergency fund fully funded. Yeah, and I'm doing that now too. So Good. I just was like, oh my gosh, I'm I love doing what I do. I just have gotten to this point where I feel like I'm pushing and pushing and pushing to get to this, you know. I think that's the bigger let, issue. Let, let's let's throw out the truth that I'm hearing, okay? If I'm in your mm-hmm. shoes, this is how I would be, okay? You just had a baby. <laughs> and when you went back to work, they hurt your feelings. Yes. Which means you're like hurt. a human, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a normal reaction to what happened to you at the worst possible time. And so you're just kind of uh, both sad and mad at the same time, and you want to give them the finger. 
but I'm going to be an adult and not do that right now. I'm going to hang out there, get my act together, and then just stroll out the door when I'm ready. Yeah. Don't get discouraged. Stay disciplined. And remember, you're doing all of this to not to pay off debt only, but also to do your dream job down the road. America. Every week on our show, we hear from callers who are in the wrong career or not using their talents. It's happening in the Ken. It is a lot. And uh, so we, as a organization, Dave, a couple years ago, we got together. We have some smart people in this building, like really smart people. And yeah, we, we, we try not to let them on the air, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so we said, we said to developers, what if we could help people identify what they do best as their talent? Uh, their top passions, that's work they really enjoy doing, and then a sense of mission, meaning what motivates them? What results do you want to put out into the world? And uh, so we put it together. It's called the Get Clear Career Assessment, and it is a wonderful tool uh, that takes about 20 minutes, and in about 20 minutes, you're going to get a very specific report in those three areas. What are your top areas of talent? What are the top areas of passion, work you love to do, and then what results motivate you? And uh, you talk a lot about motivation. You've always said you can't motivate wet wood, you know, and this is the idea that if you're in work that you're good at, that you love, and that produces results that get you up in the morning, get you fired up, uh, then you've got a great chance of not just making great money, but making great impact. So we created the assessment and tens of thousands of people have taken it. It's a $30 price point at RamseySolutions.com. Pretty simple. If you do the get clear assessment, I can make you one promise. You will be clearer. You'll yeah, and what, that leads to on. confidence, you know, and you can and make it the right decision. Because you know, a lot of people, they, they, Earl Nightingale used to say, people spend more time picking out a suit of clothes than they do their career. Isn't that true? And it's like they, and they fret. And, you know, you're getting ready to buy a piece of electronics. You read all the Consumer Reports data. You do everything else. You do all this deep research to buy a freaking stereo mm-hmm. or, or a TV or whatever. But, and then you just go, why'd you take that job? My buddy said they were yeah. hiring. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody I fell into it. Oh, I just fell into it. It was the I first thing offered it. after college. Here I am 38 years later, and I've been miserable the whole time. That's the majority of American workers. Yeah. Yeah. And no reason to be that way. No. No. Because here's what happens. Your income and your impact rise together when you're doing what you were created to do. And so that's what the assessment does. It's a great way for those of you that need a bigger shovel. Uh, the reality is, is to make more money to get out of debt faster, you're going to do it by getting promoted or having to pivot, and this will help you. Good stuff. Blinds.com gives us our question of the day. They have a 100% guarantee. That means if you mess up, and I have, if you mismeasure, and I have, or you pick the wrong color, and I do, they'll remake your window blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Always use the magic word. The promo code is... Ramsey. Today's question comes from Tom in Illinois, and this may be my favorite Blinds.com question of all time. Uh-huh. I listen to the show every day, he says, and appreciate how you advise people about money, but I'd like to ask Dave, given your net worth, Dave, why are you still working? Hmm. It makes the assumption that I was working for money. 
That's right. It's true. And I quit working for money a long time ago. I make money, and I use it for keeping score because I want to know if I won the game. But um, am I actually serving? Because if you serve people, they'll give you certificates of appreciation with president's faces on them. My friend Rabbi Lappin says that. And so um, uh, I like keeping score. But uh, no, I don't. You're right. I'm not working because of my net worth. I'm not working because of that. I'm working because of the impact, what you said earlier. Yeah. The, um, I mean, honestly, let's just th- let's just be let's just be real okay couple guys i like here. this okay you ready yeah who wouldn't like a job who for three hours every day people call and ask your opinion about something it's <laughs> a very good <laughs> point <laughs> where else would you get that so true you don't get that at home no you know where no. else do you get this yeah it's a it's a freaking ego stroke but yeah. i mean <laughs> you speak in front of thousands and thousands of people you know M- millions here on the air yeah and, and you know, people actually ask my opinion, and some yeah. of them care about it. It's then there's a, the thing, your name's so splashed fun. all over the building. That can't be bad walking in every day. It's That don't do it. That don't do it. <laughs> no, that's, I'm that kidding. Gets, that gets boring fast. But, yeah. no, I mean, really, it's a great job. Well, it is. And, you know, you talk about this all the time. I mean, when we look at the problems in our culture, um, you know, I never, a, I never, you know, I've never run into anybody in 30 years <laughs> in a restaurant that came up to me and goes, uh, you know, Ramsey, you got me out of debt. My life sucks. I hate you. Right. That has never been said Doesn't to me. Doesn't happen. Now, I've had people mad at me about other things. Like, you don't need to talk so much about politics. You're mean on the radio. I hear mm-hmm. I hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. But nobody ever said, you know, you got me out of debt and I hate you. It's true. It's, it's absolutely just never true. got that in 30 years. So, um, no, it's fun. It's a good Everybody question. loves to give their opinion. That's why that I'm, whole, uh, remember Jay Leno, our friend, you know, they used to go on the social media is a wreck. Ask people their opinion. They'll tell you anything. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is a wreck for that very reason. Oh, yeah gives a bunch of people an opinion that shouldn't have one you know it's just crazy so um (laughs) (laughs) that's why you do it (laughs) i like stirring up a ruckus yes all right julie's with us in atlanta hi julie welcome to the ramsey show hello how are you better than i deserve what's up um i am currently um changing employers so i'm leaving my current company and um i'm over 55 Uh, my husband and i are fairly new to baby steps we're only three months in so we're in baby step number two um it's my understanding that i can cash out the 401k that's with my current employer since i'm 55 or older um, without penalty other than the taxes that i owe so I'm wondering if that would be a good idea to put towards our debt snowball um, and then the best way to break up that snowball to have more of an effect. What do you do for a living currently? I'm a physical physical therapist. Okay. Most so, all 401ks are a 59 and a half. I have run into one or two particular occupations that are 55, and I don't think you're one of them. I think you might have bad info. I don't think you can cash it okay. out to 59 and a half. Um, even if you can, yeah. I'm going to tell you not to, because I have a sense that you have the income to go ahead and clean up your debt now that you've decided to, without destroying your retirement, to do it. How much is in the 401k? Um, this one is only like 17000 Okay. I had, I've changed jobs over the years. My husband's a football coach, so we've moved around. So I have a lot of them that I could roll in together, and I just haven't yeah. done that. Yeah. So, um, well, I, you know, I would get with a SmartVestor Pro and roll them all and get them in one place so that you can manage them mm-hmm. in good mutual funds. And then I think you're going to find that this 17 is going to be taxed and penalized. If it is, that means it's going to be like a 30 or 35% hit. Right. And you wouldn't borrow yeah. money at 35% interest to pay off this debt. 
Right, right. So in that reason, I would roll it over. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, now I would not roll it. Howard or something said you could do it at 55, but that, again, it might be bad info. Who who did? Who told you that? Um, Clark Howard didn't tell me that. I mean, I heard on one of his his radio shows. Clark, he may have been addressing one of the particular occupations, and there's a few of them, and I'm pretty sure you're not it, okay? It's usually uh, some kind of a special school district thing or uh, maybe a railroad person, something in those areas. It's not a a mainline corporate job like you've been having. So, um, you know, Clark's, Clark's a friend of mine. He's very smart. And uh, so probably, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably who he was addressing at that moment was in that area. But uh, most all of them are fifty nine and a half. So I'm going to tell you to roll it with the others with a Smart right. Vester Pro, not into your new four hundred one k, but into mutual funds, into good uh, a good rollover IRA, into good mutual funds. Alex is in Boston. Hey, Alex, what's up? Hey, not much, Dave. How are you doing today? Better than I deserve. How can I help? Right, excellent. Well, Dave, so I'm on a baby steps four, five, and six. I'm holding no debt except for my mortgage. I pay approximately $2,600 per month. I'm contributing 15% to my 401k. I make about $150,000 per year working as an outside sales rep. I drive approximately 30,000 miles a year for work. Now, my employer provides me uh, with a company car. I've had it for about 10 years, a couple cars over 10 years, and I just received word that that benefit will no, no longer be available come July 30th. Wow. Uh, my question is no notice, huh? I, no notice. It was, it came as a shocker to me actually this morning. And, um, my question is I, I have a large commission check coming at the end of the month. How large? Uh, give it 21 K. Okay. Yeah. That's probably just buy a car with it. That's what you're going to need to do. Um, you don't want to drive too expensive a car because whatever you drive with the miles you put on it, you're destroying its value. You're a road warrior. And so this is a cost of doing business. So they just gave you a pretty substantial pay cut, even if they're giving you a car allowance. They're doing this because it's good for them, mathematically. So pay cash for something that you can wear out and that is reasonably comfortable and reliable. But you're going to wear it out, and you're going to destroy its value. So yeah, 20 grand's probably max. This is the Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Zach is with us in Utah. Hi, Zach. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Great, man. What's up? Hey, um, I'm a new listener to the show. I started listening in in January this year. I've I've heard heard of Dave Ramsey, but I, I finally started listening to the show in January. And uh, my wife and I became obsessed, so we've paid off 
Um, all of our debt now, except for our house, um, great, which is a significant amount of debt. We we had quite a bit of debt. We weren't we weren't following your principles, uh, but we're we're now flying through the baby steps. Paid off two hundred eighty three thousand dollars in debt so far this year, and um, that's ridiculous. Now, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it feels really good. Did you sell one of your kids? And How'd you do that? <laughs> no, we, we've been fortunate. We've been blessed to have a, a really good income, and I've always been a saver. And um, we just we didn't have a, a structure or a strategy. And so the baby steps, we, we like I say, we, we bought into your program and and uh, attacked it with, with as much uh, intensity as we could. Well, you are, you're I, doing great. Man. How can we help today? <laughs> Thank you. So... Um, we're in a, we're in a position now where all we have left is our mortgage. Um, and we actually have enough saved almost exactly to pay off the mortgage today, but that wouldn't leave us with any sort of emergency fund. And so, um, anyway, the goal is my, my goal is to get my, my wife and my four kids. We want to be, uh, at your studio doing our, our complete debt free screen by the end of the year, I'm just wondering what you would recommend as far as how much of an emergency fund I should have before we go ahead and pay off the house. Okay. Wow. What's the balance on the house? Uh, 390,000, somewhere in there. And you have that in savings. I do. And you paid off 283,000. I have. What do you make? Uh, about a half million a year. Okay. That still doesn't do those numbers. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I like to say I've been You've been I've doing that you've really been doing this more savings. than since January then. Or you already had savings well, well, or you sold something. I've been saving or? more than since January, yes. Yeah. yeah okay. We've been All right. Wow. We've, we've had a good income for a lot of years. We just we just haven't followed your your yeah. your program. So we're kinda of done with debt. We had a home equity line of credit with a you know, a b- bunch of debt that we didn't need. Okay. And uh, that's well, let, let's uh, we let's just. I mean, quick. we could play around with all kinds of numbers. The rule of thumb on the emergency fund is three to six months of expenses. Obviously, if your house is paid off, your expenses are lower, but you need some money laying around so when life happens, it's a it's a grandma's rainy day fund, right? That's what that is. Right. In, in your world, um, I mean, your expenses are going to be fairly low. Uh, so I mean, I, I would think 20 or 30, probably 30,000 bucks. I'm just making that up. Um, that mm-hmm. ought to cover you for several, for more than three months. Shouldn't it? I, well, I, that would make me nervous. I've never had that, that little. little okay. So what would you, <laughs> what would you like time. for your emergency fund to be? Uh, well, I, I mean, the thing that makes me the most nervous, my, my job, it, it's been really good, but it's, it's always changing. It's, it's a hundred percent commission job. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I that's kind of why I, so what does it I take to saving. operate your household? Everything included taxes, uh, property taxes, insurance, groceries. What's it take to operate your household for a month? I would say probably I'm new to this debt being paid off, but I'd say probably at least 6,000 a month. Okay. So three of those would be 18, six of those would be 36. Okay. So I said 30. Okay. Uh, if you want to say 40, it doesn't need to be 80. Okay. So, I, you know, okay. I'm, 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 anywhere 30 to 50 is going to be good with me. 
Uh, that sounds like it's about that, you know, because you want some extra cushion, and I'm good with that. But, I mean, and we're going to add to the volat- fact that your income is somewhat volatile or potentially volatile. So if we do that, how long does it take you? Let, let's call it 40 just for discussions purposes, okay? So that means you're, if, you, if you hold 40 aside and you throw everything else at the mortgage, you got a $40,000 balance on the mortgage, right? Right. Now, how fast you pay that right. off? By Christmas. One month. I, I could do that. One month. Well, I could do that next month. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Yeah, just, just yeah. write them a check right now for everything but 40. Hold 40 back, and next month send them a check for 40 and be done. Okay. I was I was thinking maybe waiting until I had it all plus the emergency fund and then paying off. But you'd recommend No, I, I just throw it, it at it now. now. I throw it at it now. Okay. Because here's what this is doing. It's it's get, it's getting you uh, – because you, you're deriving more uh, peace from this pile of money than you are from the debt-free house. And I want to move you toward. Right. I want to move that peace location over to the debt-free house. So I'm going to go ahead and throw all this money about forty at that and get you used to having forty in the account. Oh, and by the way, by Christmas you're going to have a lot more than forty in the account because you're going to keep saving because you can't keep yourself from doing it. Right. Okay, <laughs> hey, we'll get her done. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, <laughs> man. It. What do you do for a living? Thank you. Uh, I uh, run a sales team. Solar is what we do. Wow. Solar. Yeah. Solar in Utah, yeah. It's big, big business, yeah. Wow. Good for you. He's killing it. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, amazing to be able to save that amount of money. So I don't know that this is true today, but I have heard throughout my 40-plus-year working life that overall one of the best-paid positions anywhere is sales. That's still correct. And Absolutely right. Because there's guys like that or guys like we had a minute ago that we wanted to go to luxury real estate but was in making bank and tech sales. Or you got guys and gals that are uh, pharmaceutical sales, 200, 300 a year. You got uh, medical device sales, 200, 300, 300 a year. You've got um, real estate sales, you know. Yeah. Here's one for you that you don't even think about, just to illustrate your point. Played golf with a guy the other day, makes big, crazy money. You know what he sells? Those giant pipes that you see along the side of the road when you put into development in. It's all about moving water, but somebody sells those things, you know, and they're big dollars. Because you think about construction companies or governments are paying for those things. Yeah, and he's the guy who makes the deal. And he's wow. selling those things. There you go. And here, here's another interesting thing. The number of sales and marketing people that end up being presidents of companies <laughs> high, is high, greater yeah. than a it's lot true. of other positions. The it is a natural flow of things, and so a guy like what Zach's doing, he's got. My point is, he's not only making bank, but he's got tremendous upside potential even from that. So, um, yeah, sales is not a. Um, it is not a uh, a negative career path by any stretch. No, yeah, you can do very very well there. Uh, Ryan's in Knoxville. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Uh, so I have recently been uh, given a job opportunity that uh, when you compare salaries compared to my current job, it pays more. But after reviewing benefits, it seems like it possibly could be a pay cut. But this job is doing something more along the lines of what I want to do versus what I'm currently doing, which is not necessarily what I want to do. 
What's the long-term potential on this? Um, it is with a private company that is been growing uh, for over the last five years and is projected to, to grow more. Um, and uh, with that, their teams and opportunities will continue to grow. And it's the kind of work you want to be doing. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a lot more along the lines uh, of what I what I want. Dave, what do you think? I, I tend to take I'd bet on myself if it's really where you want to be long term, and I'd fix my budget a little bit to absorb that. If you feel like you're going to make more in the short term, yeah. It, it um, I, I guess the question is how much is difference is it? Is it a thirty thousand yeah. dollar year difference or a three thousand dollar year difference? Yeah, don't take you the know. big difference. We're if talking it, a little it's bit. A three thousand yeah. dollar year difference. Shut up and go do the new thing. You know, <laughs> stop your whining. Uh, if it's a thirty thousand dollar, then maybe you need to rethink it. Yeah, say pass. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Don is with us in Kansas. Hey, Don, welcome to the Ramsey Show. How you doing, gentlemen? Great, man. How can we help? Uh, I've got a question. I've been following your baby steps for a little while, me and the wife, and uh, we've got everything paid off debt-free but the house. Good. And um, we... We've been paying extra on the house, but I know you said to pump the brakes. You know, I'm, I'm transferring my post-911 GI bill to my kids for college, so we've got that taken care of. Um, but I'm wondering if it makes sense with the way the markets are right now, and we're locked in at 1.75 on our mortgage, yeah, to just pay the minimum and then maybe take that extra and invest it, or does it make more sense to go ahead and just knock it out, you know, and uh, get it off our chest. Baby step four is 15% of your income going into retirement. Five is kids' college. Everything else goes on six to pay off the house as soon as possible. Now, okay. here, here's the reason I'm going to stick with that, um, because it works. That's why I'm going to stick with it. When we studied the 10,167 millionaires with the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America, we found they typically had the people that have one to five million dollar net worth, their first one to five million dollars, they typically had two major components to that. One was a wonderfully funded 401k Roth IRA, and this two was a paid for house. The number of those millionaires that told us that they maximized their investing by not paying off their house was minuscule. It was approaching zero. Okay. So the vast majority of those people who built wealth went ahead and paid off the house. And so okay. they didn't try to play the downside on the market. I like your style that while everybody else is freaking out and running, you're going to run into the burning building, which I like. I, I, I agree with your math analysis. I think you're probably the market's on sale. It's a good time to buy it. And if I got a 1.75, golly, I really, you know, I kind of like the way you're thinking, but I'm going to stick with this, 
basic idea that over time continues to work, which is get the house paid off and fund your retirement and then fund everything is maxed out and baby step seven after the house is paid off. So you're going to just be glad that house is paid off later. Yeah. I, I, again, Dave, the data and then just you for 30 years, it works. And, uh, you know, some people go, well, I'm going to try to play the math this way. And, and at the end of the day, that house is going to be a tremendous investment. And I think a much yeah. more stable investment yeah. than, than playing the stock market, obviously. I mean, you're going to have both. You're yeah. both going and that's fine. And, and I do. I have both. But um, the, I, I'm just going to – the temptation to buy the mutual funds while they're on sale is, is real. Yeah, for sure. and, and that's the right way to look at the situation that we're in in the economy right now instead of going, oh, God, i got to cash out. No, that's the exact wrong way to look at it. Both cases, I'm still going to tell you do the same thing, but I'm dealing with different emotions, and, you know, one is run into it. Uh, what is it? Buffett says be – Greedy when others are cautious and cautious when others are greedy. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mean greedy like, <laughs> no, he means like just be aggressive with your investing. Kenny is with us. Kenny's in Dixon, Tennessee. Hi, Kenny. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Well, I got a question for you, sir. I can't, I can't hear you. Your phone's screwing up. Can you talk directly into it or get it where it'll work? Yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. That's much better. I apologize. I began my firefighting career. My grandfather got me into it when I was 13 years old. Uh, when I got old enough, I chose that career path, and I've been in it ever since. I've been involved in firefighting, EMS, emergency management for a long time now, and unfortunately, that is a career that does not pay very much. Uh, my wife and I are in about $83,000 worth of debt. Uh, we journeyed down the, uh, the Ramsey plan. And we are starting baby step two, and we're starting to snowball stuff. Uh, we want to go to the Financial Peace University, but unfortunately, where we are right now, it's just not a possibility. My question for you is, at what point in time do you step back and look at your career choice and something that you love and say, this is not going to be financially possible? Do you give up something that you love, a career that you love, to have financial peace in the future? Yeah, are you working three? Your your phone's still screwing up. Are you working seventy two on, seventy two off? No, sir. I work sixteen on, forty eight off. Oh, okay. So, what's your side hustle? Uh, we actually do DoorDash and Amazon Flex. Is that the? Because I know a lot of firemen that have really good small businesses that they work in their downtime. Yeah. yeah, I thought about. I know one. I know one guy made 150 grand building decks last year. I'm not that handy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you have other talent. So, Kenny, there is a false narrative that's swirling around in your head that says that you have to give up being a fireman that you love in order to get out of this debt, and then beyond the debt, have financial peace. I mean, we've 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 talked to thousands of people who have made less than you and have paid off debt so you can pay off the debt but dave is is leaning the right direction here with you which is what can you do what talent do you bring to the table that that allows you you don't have to be handy but what else can you do in that off time to uh, maybe double your income i don't think that's a pie in the sky idea what could you do what pops in your mind i thought about looking into security work 
Great. But, that, but you need more ideas. Like, how about five or six different ideas? And you start to go, can I get paid? Uh, what can I look at? When I get paid hourly, if you just break that down as a fireman, what could you do in other places where you've got relationships, you've got some skill set and experience you're bringing to the table? Because using that fireman schedule to your benefit is the better play. I don't think you have to choose to walk away from being a fireman because here's the reality. If you try to go to a different career path, Kenny, uh, there's probably some getting qualified that's involved here. That's time and money. And you said you don't have any money. So I, I'm looking at a better side hustle and using that time wisely. You and your wife, you can do this. Yeah, I, I know you can do it. And But it is, you know, um, and the other thing, too, is, is it may be that a move towards a more metropolitan area Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the rural fire departments, you know, they don't pay as much. That's correct. In in a lot of cases, not every case, but uh, firemen in uh, that with the kind of experience he's got in uh, across the board with EMS and everything else, EMTs and everything else, he can um, he could move into a, a more populated area and possibly really increases income yeah now that's a major choice because i'm sure his roots run deep in that community mm-hmm. but um but that that's a possibility that's sometimes cool. you have to do that if you're going to stay in so you know there's different things you can trade off here uh, but you don't have to trade off financial peace university we'll give that to you yes we'll put you through and uh you lied you can't afford it you just mm-hmm. didn't want to spend it but i'll give it to you anyway <laughs> i want you to go through and uh, i want you to go through the nine lessons and get in a group and make sure your spouse is going through it with you and get on a budget. But let's do something that is uh, more lasting. I mean, there's nothing wrong with DoorDash as a short-term game. No. But that's not a 10-year play. No. Well, when you are intense, gazelle intensity, and you're going to get real familiar with that in Financial Peace University, you have to say, how much time am I spending in the car delivering? And then what am I actually making? Because, see, you're not just getting paid to deliver. You also have an expense of gas. Uh, maintenance issues. So where can I maximize my time for the most amount of money? Because you will get to a stage very soon. This is a season, not a sentence, Kenny. You're in a season of hustle and and you guys can get through this and then you'll love getting back into that full-time fireman work. But right now, skills are simply shovels to just dig, dig, dig and get out of this. There you go. Go get paid the most you can get paid. That's how that works. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, my co-host today. James and Andrew and Zach and Ben and Austin and Will in the booth with Kelly. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.